0: Welcome to Tacos, Tequila, Therapy, and the Tea, of course, with your girl, P. I'm going to tell y'all, this is a podcast about everything from beauty to life to love to motivation. If you are looking for a little uplifting spirit or you need to know something about that beauty industry, you confused about what to do with your hair, you have come to the right place. Let's get to it. Join me on the T with P. All right. So on today's T with P, I have my wonderful, wonderful friend, um, Lori King here with me. Um, We are going to talk about today that hard subject that I feel like we don't get to talk about too often until it's like the bad stuff and not really before it gets to some of those situations that we've been seeing in the news and surprising situations with people. And today I just wanted to bring a professional on and talk about depression and recognizing that, what does that look like? How does it look in different people and some ways we can possibly, and I don't even know if I want to use the word overcome it. Oh no, Lori, what word should we use? Get through it. What could we say today? Hmm. I think conquer it is a good one because I think it is something that you do want to conquer. I think Um, you can also overcome it. So I think either one of those words would be appropriate. So the viewers don't know how awesome you are. Okay. I know how awesome (laughs) you are because I mean, she is amazing in terms of energy, spirit, business, like absolutely love her. So tell us about yourself. So I am a dual board certified family and psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. I started out in nursing in 97 as a critical care nurse. I always knew I wanted to be in the medical field. I wasn't sure how, when, or where. And so I started in 97 as a a registered nurse in the critical care. And then working in the ER, what I learned is a good portion of people that were coming into the ER were coming in for mental health related reasons. So like one of the top reasons people go to the ER is chest pain. A good portion of those people were having chest pain not from cardiac origins but from panic attacks and anxiety attacks. We had multiple people come in with suicide attempts. And so I was witnessing all this so I knew I would wanted to go back to school to be a nurse practitioner. So I went back to school to become a family nurse practitioner, but I still needed more psychiatric mental health training. So I went back and got my psych mental health and really I found my calling. I'm passionate about helping people in marginalized communities with their mental health. That is my passion. You're always so passionate. She always helping me out. But what I find is that now I'm in a salon, right? And I'm seeing depression in very different ways, even in the salon. These people, when they come in, like my clients are like family, right? And sometimes the new guys come in and I'm seeing different things of it coming through the way that the hair looks, the lack of care. It could be, uh, I haven't come my hair in years. It could be them handling grief and not taking care of their hair. And so we have the hair loss, the lack of care. I have some times where I can spin someone around to the mirror and realize that they can't even look at themselves in the mirror. Or I can see that the eyes are not with me at that moment. And I see it often all like, whoa, is everything okay? Or you can tell that the day is bad and how when they see themselves in the mirror, their face and the body language changes. But just seeing so much in the news and how things are how so many more situations of mental health are appearing. Mm-hmm. It just gets kind of scary because I feel like, especially in our Black community, we don't recognize when we are down or we need help or we should talk to someone. Yeah, um, you know, a couple of thoughts. First of all, your chair has like magical powers. It's a combination of the chair and you. People just know that they're safe. And so I'm not surprised to hear that you hear a lot. Because that's the energy of your salon. So that's the first thing I wanted to say. And then secondly, I think as African Americans, we're taught to, you know, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. And oftentimes that's uh carried over into our mental health. And what we don't realize is that mental health does not look the same for every single person. There are a lot of people, Patrice who go to work every day, who take care of their kids every day, who are depressed. We have this notion that being depressed is going to be in the bed, sleeping, not cleaning your house, not taking care of yourself or your children. And that's just not correct. I think we have a lot of, you know, this isn't a medical term, but there are a lot of functional depressed people. I could see it like, hey, I didn't clean my house. Today, I'm feeling down, but I'm one who can come out of it. Like if I'm feeling some type of way that day, and that's normally what, you know, we'll say we feel in some kind of way, but not recognizing what is really getting us in that space. But for those that cannot come out of it, what are some suggestions or ways to approach it, you feel? Or how is it somebody, something like the outside person recognizes it? How do we get over the hump? How do they get over the hump? Is it possible? It, it is it's absolutely possible. So a few things, you know, talking about recognizing when we're not well. In 2019 and 2020, uh, when I lost my mom, I was at one of the lowest points in my life. And I'm a mental health professional. Been doing this, I told you, since 2007 as a nurse practitioner. And I for seven months, I was going to work, and this is at the height of COVID. COVID had just started, so we were all at home. And I would literally see patients from nine to six. I would shut my laptop and I would get in the bed and repeat the next day. It felt like that nine, 10 hour work day, I had just run a marathon. And I was exhausted, like exhausted. I had no more words to use. A few times I crawled to the bed. I was that exhausted. And then I asked myself, wait a minute, what if your patient, this was like seven months in, it took me seven months to recognize what was going on with me. But one day when I'm struggling to get from one room to another to get in the bed, what would you tell your patient? You would tell your patient you're depressed. Yeah, you're depressed. Well, I can't be depressed because I'm working every day. And I'm like, Lori King, you know going to work does not mean that you're not depressed. Being tired and exhausted and emotionally spent is often a sign of depression. And what I had to do is take my own advice that I was doling out all day, every day, and get myself some help. For me, that came in the context of getting grief counseling because I had all this grief that I didn't know what to do with, but I had patients that needed me. People were struggling with the pandemic, so I had to show up for them. But in that moment, Patrice, I had to tell myself, no, you need to show up for you. And so I got into grief counseling. I did a 12-week grief support group. And guess what? I started feeling better. So for some people, it's as simple as identifying what is causing this. For me, it was easy. I lost my best friend, my mother, and my mood went down quickly after that. And for other people, counseling or grief support groups or whatever may not be enough. And we may have to try medicinal support. And that doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that all the personal things that we attach to mental health, it just means that your chemicals are off in that moment and you need a little help. What about those that feel like they, they will say, well, I don't want to become dependent on the medicine? Or there's this, or, you know, the different side effects. Yeah, that's real. What I would tell you is you're not choosing between the side effects and nothing. What you're choosing between is the potential side effects and or the risk of cortisol. So when your mood is low and your anxiety is high, you're releasing a stress hormone into your body called cortisol. That's just as damaging, if not more damaging, than taking an antidepressant for a short period of time antidepressants, you don't become dependent on them. You can't become addicted to them. Um, Once you stop taking them, guess what? They stop working. So you take them when you need them. And then once you're feeling better, for my patients, we're constantly reevaluating every three months, six months. Is the situation that caused this? Is it better? What's happening with that? And then we wing you off. So I would tell people that's a valid point and I get it and I understand african-americans concern especially with the mental health and medical community but you're picking between that or cortisol and cortisol is damaging in its own right wow because we just said i mean but you know that's us that's what we think we think that we can pray it away we think that if we just say a prayer it'll get better but we never really tackle what the main problem is as to why we are in the position of feeling what we are at the moment. Is it the grief? Could it be being overwhelmed? Could it be that we're feeling anxiety and we just don't even communicate that? Because do you feel like sometimes we're just not honest with ourselves of saying like, hey, I'm not having a good day because we always feel like we have to push through? Is that what it is? I do. And I I think that's what makes us us. And I think that's the beauty of us but also, and I believe in the power of prayer, but I also believe that God puts certain people in your pathway to help you, right? And I know for myself, I know that this is my calling. This is my purpose. And so maybe it's finding a person who aligns with your uh, belief system that can help you. So when someone's looking for a person to help them with this, what are some things that you feel they should look for in a person to help them with this in their mental health journey? What are some things that as the, I don't know, depending on the level of depression, is there something they should look for in a therapist or a medical professional that could help them to make them feel comfortable to consider? Yeah. So Um, When you're thinking about mental health, what do you want? Are you wanting someone that can do therapy? Then you would look for a therapist, a psychologist, a licensed clinical social worker. Are you thinking about medications? Then you would look for a psychiatrist or a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner like myself. The biggest thing is fit. If you're not comfortable with that person, This person is going to be asking you some deep, dark stuff, your darkest secrets, what's bothering you to help you. If you're not able to share with them, then how can they really help you? So it's important that you find someone that you're comfortable with because they need all the information. And if you're not comfortable with that person, then you're not going to feel comfortable to share that information. And how will they be able to help you? So I would say the number one is fit right? um, mm-hmm. And we know in the mental health field that a patient could come see us once and they may never come back. It's Everyone is not for everyone. So don't be ashamed or a scared to search around. We all know that it happens. I actually encourage it. I know that I'm not for everyone and that's okay. So find someone that you fit with, someone that you feel comfortable with is key. Is there mental health professionals that can help those who may not have the health insurance or those type of resources to be able to afford the care? Because there are some people who may not even take health insurance when you're talking to them and they might have to pay out of pocket. Are there avenues that some people can take who may not have Uh, the insurance or the funds? Absolutely. So the federal government... Um, spends millions of dollars a year to help fund federally qualified health centers or community mental health centers. And they're everywhere. You just look up a federally qualified health center or a community mental health center. And those usually take people with no money, with sliding scale, with Medicaid, and they have both psychiatrists, psych ps therapists, generally on their provider role. Oh, wow. So it's not as hard as we think. We just have to take the leap of faith and trust someone. You do. like like darkest secrets, Absolutely. And there's also a website called Psychology Today. You can go to psychologytoday.com and you can filter out what do you want. Do you want a female? Do you want, you can just filter out. You can filter by your zip code, by what insurance you have, and a huge portion of mental health providers are listed there because we know that's where patients go to look. So I recommend psychologytoday.com as a place where you can find a provider. I will definitely keep that in mind when I'm in the chair because I'm connecting with people sometimes on a very personal level. And I take in a lot, but being a person like in a space and being able to see like, hey, today is not a good day or things have not been good. It made me providing some of these things or suggestions of like, hey, trying to find someone and reach out because it's. I take in a lot of it. I'm such an empath. So I'm exhausted at the end of the day because it's like, oh my gosh, I care for them. And it's not a bad thing, right? To me, it's not a bad thing because I do feel like my salon is a safe space and I'm glad that sometimes my heart goes out and you want to be helpful, but maybe that's how I can go about it behind the chair if I recognize something and seeing it. You know, the one thing that I wanted to say, and I meant to say it earlier, is that while we look for a reason, sometimes there is just no reason why you feel sad, right? So depression does not stop by the bank and check your account. It doesn't check with your significant other and make sure your relationship is healthy. It doesn't Stop by anybody and check to see, is this a good time for me to help her feel depressed, right? Depression just shows up. You could have money in the bank, the best relationship, the best job. None of that matters. For some people who have a family history or genetics, you could feel depressed and everything is going well. So could it be hereditary? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. See, the thing is though, for a lot of African-Americans, past 60 and plus, they did not seek mental health care like it is sought now. Yeah, so they kept you know, secrets. Everything yeah. was secret. Well, everything was se- and Secrets keep us sick. Right. Mm-hmm. But everybody knew somebody growing up that just wasn't right. Yeah. Right. Just right? wasn't right would be the you, term. Yeah. Just yes, wasn't. Yes. Uncle Sam just wasn't right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uncle Sam probably had something going on, but Uncle Sam, it just wasn't accepted back in those days. So absolutely, heredity plays a huge part in depression, anxiety, ADHD, all of it. And if you look back and ask mother, grandmother, There's someone there that also uh, dealt with depression. And then for some families, that's not their story. It could just be that this person is going through this experience or they're going through something or maybe not. And that's why they're feeling depressed. But the big take home I want is that it's not something you did or didn't do, right? Depression is just like high blood pressure. Right. When people notice their blood pressure is high, they run to the doctor to get blood pressure medicine. But when we're depressed, we don't seek out that care because we make it personal. It's something I didn't do. Right. No, it's just like blood pressure. Blood pressure is in the heart. Depression is in the mind. It's just a different location. Right. We're the ones that add all the extra on it. Oh, well, I didn't I didn't pray hard enough. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Right. It's karma. I've heard it all. I was talking to a friend of mine and I was saying how sometimes it takes us a village. We always mm-hmm. say it takes a village, but we don't realize that that village could be from your doctors because I was talking about it in reference to hair and also within our doctor and our body community. Like, So you have a cardiologist, you have an endocrinologist, you have a primary care and it's taking that village to make sure the entire body and the entire system is functioning. But in that village, is also your mental health professional that yeah. can help us out through this. There should be someone on that whole body team from head to toe that gets you right. And yeah. we don't think about that one part. We focus on lab work. But, hey, you should have this person on your team and in your village. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's no labs that tell us you're depressed, right? I can't Mm -hmm. draw a tube of blood and say, oh, yeah, Patrice is depressed. But how's her mood? How's her energy? How's her worrying and intrusive thoughts? Is she thinking about the land in bed and not sleeping well because she's replaying the whole day in her head over and over, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, my heart goes out. I live across the Eastern Shore. And if I could tell you how many times. We have traffic because the bridge is shut down from somebody trying to jump off the bridge. It happens more often than I ever knew happened. Do you think that's more since COVID? Well, see, my, my viewpoint may be a little bit skewed because I um, have only been living over here for four years. So I know the yeah. whole four years I've lived here, it has been that way. Wow. Holidays and summers seem to be worst. Oh, does those holidays get pretty rough? Holidays get pretty rough. Oh, And it's such a topic that we really have to, I guess, continue to talk about, continue to create those safe spaces for people to have the conversations of when they're uncomfortable and things are not right. But I know that you are an amazing businesswoman yourself. So for everybody who is listening, how can they find you? So I'm also on psychology today, but the name of my business is Abundant Life, Mental Health and Wellness. And my tagline is I'm here to help you live your best life. Right. So for some people, that means best life through medical support. So medication. For some patients that come see me are only on supplements. Like I don't write a prescription they use supplements to help their mental health, whether that be ashwagandha or CBD, whatever. Um, And then some patients just come to talk, right? It's a safe space. They can tell me what's holding them down or what's burdening them. And they don't have to worry about me picking up the phone and telling them because that's the other thing. When we pour out our secrets, we have to feel safe with that person that they're not gonna run and tell someone else. Because you, remember I said earlier, secrets keep us sick. So is there a website for you? you? Because I know that you're in the area of the whole, well, you're on the Maryland Eastern Shore on that side of the bridge. But it's not really Maryland Eastern Shore. That's more like that. Is it Kent Island? It's Eastern Shore. It's considered Eastern Shore. So could someone in another area be able to connect with you if we're not down the street? Absolutely. So of course, with COVID, telehealth has really expanded. So I do offer telehealth services. I do think there is some benefit though to seeing each other in person. So I am selective about who I have do telehealth, right? You have to have that connection. And sometimes it's hard to create that over the computer screen but the name of my website is www.abundantlifementalhealthandwellness.com abundant life mental health and and it's spelled out a n d wellness.com lori thank you so much for sharing your knowledge your energy yeah and information on this today it's such a it's such a tricky topic it these is days. it is and I I will provide you with some resources so you can have those in your back pocket some hotline numbers a few FQHCs across the bridge so that you can have that thank you so much wow. one of my favorite people ever like nope. ever ever <laughs> no problem whatever ever, can, ever. and just remember that mental health is not a failure something you didn't do could have done it's just a condition that needs to be treated, just like asthma, just like high blood pressure. And it's okay. And it's okay. And it's okay. okay. It's, and, and okay. It is okay. Yeah. that is okay. Well, this is the episode of The Tea with P. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to The T with P. You had options, but you chose to spend it with me, and I'm grateful. Join me for the next episode where who knows what tea we're going to be sipping on. See you next time on The Tea with Pete.